This is a Federal News Network podcast. Protests over racial issues remain active across the nation. And now some of the attention has turned to the armed services. The Pentagon is aware of racial disparities in its ranks, but what's it actually doing? Congress tried to find that out earlier this week. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni has more. All right, Scott, you attended a hearing. I guess this was a subcommittee of the House Armed Services Committee. And where is Congress focusing and what disparities do they find are cropping up? Yeah, it was the, the personnel subcommittee. And this is something that the military has been aware of for a while. And we actually reported on this uh, fairly recently last month, which is that for the E5 and below levels, uh, the That's staff racial- sergeant and below, correct? Right. Roughly. Yeah. In the enlisted in the enlisted side, um, there's a uh, you know, there's a disparity in the way that people are court martialed and punished uh, within the military services. And this this goes across the military services, but has been most prevalent within the Air Force. And uh, but, you know, it's not only that that's the problem. What's really a, a huge issue within this is that the military services have not been keeping very good numbers and data on this type of stuff. You know, they have uh, really disaggregated sorts of data when it comes to race, when it comes to, you know, who's getting these punishments, how they're getting meted out, all sorts of of issues. And it's not just private, uh, you know, nonprofits that are saying this. It's also the Government Accountability Office, people within the military. Uh, So it's an issue that even Congress within the 2020 NDA has has addressed. But, uh, you know, it's leading to a lot of convoluted, um, you know, questions about race and, and where, uh, these these issues lie. So basically, they're looking at the numbers of E5 and below, or I guess everyone maybe, that are subject to courts martial, and then looking at the conviction rates, and then looking at the punishment levels for those that are convicted? Yeah, I mean, they're really looking at everything, you know, summary court martials, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, and, and they are looking at everyone. But what they've really noticed is that the disparity is most concentrated within that E5 and below, and that minorities, Latinos, and Black people are getting the majority of, of those, you know, it will majority in the sense of they're getting a higher percentage, right, compared to their uh, their representation within the military. Got it. And so what is the military doing about that? You mentioned there was something in the National Defense Authorization Act for this year that commanded them to do something. Right. Well, you know, part of the issue is that they're not really doing that much and they haven't been doing that much despite having this data. And, you know, part of that is what they're, they're claiming is that, well, you know, they didn't have the right kind of data to, to really figure out what they were trying to figure out with this. But the judge advocate generals of all of the, the military services showed up at this hearing. And, you know, they, what they admitted was they really just have a lot of work to do. They have to get after this. And they realize that this is really the beginning. What they're doing is looking at the data, trying to understand it, and then just kind of hunkering down. Right now, the Army is uh, developing a framework this week and, and, and was doing working on it last week to, to work on this. And, you know, what they're, they're looking at is, the ra- like I said, the racial disparities, keeping consistent data, and then evaluating the causes for that, that problem based on, on the data. So, you know, we'll have to see what they're going to do. But, you know, this is something that's not going to just happen overnight. This is something that they're going to have to collect years and years of data with the same parameters over and over again. Uh, and then, you know, look at that data again. And as you mentioned, the 2020 NDAA had a outline for that, which the, the, the service chiefs called a, a good roadmap for that data collection. 
We're speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. And how did the lawmakers react to what they were hearing from the Jags? Well, not well, as you can imagine. So let me just kind of go over a little bit of, of what really the, the they found. It's a little bit of a summary of what we've already talked about. But, you know, the GAO said clearly that the military services did not collect consistent information about race and ethnicity in their uh, investigations. And then further, that the available data identified disparities and how likely service members of different races were subjects of investigation and things like that. So uh, in addition to that, Protect Our Defenders came out with a report last month that alleged that that the Air Force in 2016 was well aware of these. They had set up a task force uh, to, to work on these issues, and it went nowhere it was really just like a 90 to 180 day task force, you know, to solve an issue that's been plaguing the military since its conception. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't really get very far with it at all. And, and they're, they're pretty upset about it. Now, the lawmakers, Jackie Spear, who's the, the subcommittee chairwoman of the House Armed Services Personnel Subcommittee, said that the assessment of the racial disparities was put in the 2020 Defense Authorization Act by Congress, but it would have been a lot better if the military had just taken the initiative and done it itself, looked at itself and said, you know, we do have a problem and we need to fix it because we've seen these numbers over and over and over again, but it really took some sort of outside influence. And that was where the disappointment in the lawmakers came. And also just the sense that it's going to take years and years more now to collect this data and and get to where they want to be. So this sounds like it was an oversight hearing based on what GAO found relative to what the military had been ordered to do in the NDAA. And it came to light that they're really not exactly doing what they're supposed to do in terms of data gathering and analysis under the NDAA of this JAG and military justice data. Yeah, well, you know, I would say that they had plenty of opportunities through this GAO report, through other reports from 2016 and before to change the way they collect data. It had never been codified in law until, you know, last year. And and fair enough, you haven't gotten to that to that point yet. But, uh, you know, the lawmakers were disappointed that the military already knew about this problem, right? They could have easily changed the way they collect data. It doesn't really take that much. But it took an act, it took an act of Congress to really do that. And that was where the disappointment really set in for them. It sounds like there's a sense among the military that there is a problem with racial disparity, but that, and even though it's reflected somewhat in the numbers they do have and that other third parties have gathered, they feel like there's more here to find out. That's that's yeah. the sense I'm reading between the lines, but it seems like, yeah, we really probably do have a problem and now it's time to get to the bottom of it. And, and you know, I, I think you can really see that in, in a really impassioned plea that the uh, top enlisted airman put out on Twitter where he he's a black man himself, you know, and he said that, you know, I could have been George Floyd. I could have been one of those people um, that are, have been killed. And, you know, I am just a, a, a regular person like like everyone else. And, you know, I happen to be the leader, the enlisted leader of the Air Force. So it's not just these convictions that are within there, but it's it's a societal issue that they are. Uh, working with you know, because their people, their their airmen, their marines are also part of the broader United States. But there's also issues of diversity within the military. There's right white supremacy within the military, and there's also a problem with the diversity of the, the top ranks. There are two four star generals in the military right now. One of them who just was confirmed as the uh, the chief of staff of the Air Force. So um, you know the top ranks 
mostly white men. Got it. All right. So what happens now? I mean, there was a hearing and said, we got to get some more numbers. That was just the Jags. But it seems like this is an issue that might have to kick upstairs to the service chiefs. What they're doing exactly is is what the GAO, what Congress and what Protect Our Defenders all really recommended, which is to go and look at this data and, and figure out how they need to change the way that they collect the data. They're also doing lots of things like implicit bias training and, and stuff like that, which is already within the, the, the regular training of the military. And then there's been town halls and things since all of this has, has cropped up. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is that Protect Our Defenders said no one's reached out to them yet. Uh, however, the military services do have GAO, uh, all those recommendations and have responded to those in writing. So, um, you know, we're just going to have to really see where the, they take this and, and how far they do. And Congress is going to be providing that oversight role. And you've been covering this now for some time running now, Scott. Is your sense that there is momentum building in the military to really take on this issue? Because sometimes they make a nice parade ground show of activity and then it kind of fades. Do you think this one has legs? It's it's kind of hard to say because with the military and with the government, things go very slowly. And with the impassioned plea of the people um, and, and the protests, that's something that's very fast and very, uh, you know, loose. So, um, you know, we're going to have to see how far this pushes, how far, uh, you know, the external pressure pushes the internal and rigid pressure of the military and and how willing the leaders are to to stand up to that pressure and to that challenge. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. The people who looked through 200 resumes to fill a job also waited 40 minutes for their internet to dial up. You don't wait 40 minutes for your internet to dial up. You use Upwork to quickly hire talent. This is how we work now. 